Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today's topic is going to be a real touchy one. We're going to look at, specifically, the difference between liberal versus conservative All right, in biblical studies. Now, this is a real touchy topic. And the reason behind that is because uh, there's a lot of emotion involved. Lots of emotion. It's a supercharged situation. Because, you know, in, in addition, it goes into other areas. It goes into science, conservative versus liberal science. It goes into politics. It goes into... Uh, faith okay and that tends to be very very touchy with people a lot of emotional a lot emotionally charged now here's what I'm going to try to focus on especially with biblical studies is balance alright now Traditionally, liberal has been looked at as bad, okay, evil, bad. And conservative has been looked at as good, as wonderful as the you know the way we should always look at things. So, so is that the way it goes? With liberal versus, you know, or is all liberal thought bad and all conservative thought good? And it, that's why it's kind of a head scratcher. Now, some people are the conservative would say, "Yeah, no, it's not a head scratcher. Uh, this is the way it is, and this is the way it is, and this is the way it is." So, here's a complication. In some ways, liberal tends to look at the person more. That's why the word humanism is really, really looked down on in modern society, especially when you link that word to secular humanism, because then you're thinking, okay, not only do you have an atheist, but somebody is letting the human get away with anything they want. On the conservative end, they're very focused on rules, uh, the rule of law and things of that nature, which is important. Okay, I mean, I'm not, not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. Now, what does that mean in biblical studies? What does that mean when you're looking at the Bible? Because you've got liberal translations and conservative translations and. Uh, you've got liberal theologians and you've got uh, conservative theologians, things of that nature. Again, trying to emphasize balance. Now, um, let's go back. Let's go back into Jesus's day for a moment. All right. 
way back in Jesus' day. So there were two schools of thought. There were two, uh, at that time they called houses, okay? But they were groups controlled by certain teachers. One, and this is a Jewish group because Jesus was, who? guess what? He was Jewish. So here's the thing. Um, there were two Jewish groups. One was the house or the teaching or the school of Shammai. Now, Shammai at that time was considered very conservative. Now, you know, you're, you're thinking, well, what do you mean by conservative? Uh, what does that mean? Well, there are two stories. One story is that there was a Greek who was very fascinated with Jewish faith and asked Shammai, would you please teach me the Torah? But I want you to teach me the Torah while you're standing on one foot. Because he was trying to say, okay, I want the short rendition. Well, Shammai, according to tradition, took a rod and beat that dude until he left and ran his rear end off. All right. So that was Shammai. Super conservative, okay? So then this guy goes to Hallel. Now, Hallel should ring a bell with people who know a little bit about Acts in the book of Acts because Hallel was the granddad of Gamaliel, who was a Jewish teacher who taught Paul, the apostle Saul, okay? In the book of Acts. Now, basically, what Hillel, according to the story, is, and there's various renditions, he stood on one foot and he said, whatever is hurtful to your neighbor, don't do to them. Or actually, excuse me, I'm sorry, that's, that's, that's incorrect. He, he said that whatever is hurtful to you, yes, don't do to your neighbor. He says, everything else is commentary. And then he puts his foot down. Now, Hallel was considered kind of on the liberal side. And the reason behind that is because he was very interested in the people. Shemaim was more interested in the letter of the law, whereas Hallel was more interested in how the teaching affected people's lives. Okay. So, now, by the way, just to let you know, in Jesus' day, the, the school of Shammai was in its ascendancy, okay? It was really, there was a lot of disciples, a lot of, I should say, a lot of students, okay, in that particular group. Now, you're, you might be asking, uh, well, okay, but where did Jesus fall? Oddly enough, if you look at the information, and I'm thinking of David Flusser, this, uh, a scholar that has gone to, to the Lord, okay, 
He was Jewish, Orthodox. He felt like Jesus was more in the center, in the center of both of those teachings. Because, because if you go through uh, Jesus' explanations of things, um, on, in one instance, he'll sound a lot like Shammai, actually. And then in another instance, he'll sound a lot like Hillel. Okay. So he believed he was more in the center. Balanced. Balanced. Okay. Now, let's kind of fast forward up to today. What does that mean today? Well, okay, so, so I've been going through a, uh, a course on the Old Testament, and that this particular teacher teaches that the Jewish people are not that unique because they did a lot of borrowing from other cultures, okay? Did a lot of borrowing. One example is there are scholars who believe that the law and the, the Torah, the teaching of Moses in the first five books of the Bible, really came from Hammurabi. And Hammurabi was a Mesopotamian king. And uh, they believe that, that, that the way he kind of codified stuff sounds a lot like... The Old Testament, you know, the first the five books of Moses. So, there's, so since it's similar, they think, ah, that's where he got it. And the Hammurabi, at least the documentation they've got, is older. All right. I don't agree with that. Now, this goes counterproductive to, you know, counter to what most people really hold to because a lot of times they hold to this if you find something older in a document older than the document you're holding then the older document is correct well can be and I believe that uh, with the percentages you're probably looking at something you know in the possibility but it's not a done deal why? Because it's not an exact science. And part of the reason I say that is because I really believe the Bible is an accurate historical record for what it says. Now, there are teachers, theologians, Bible scholars that, that basically say, well, you know, the Bible doesn't say this, it doesn't say this, it doesn't say this. Well, okay. But here's what I'm saying. What it reports, I believe, is accurate if you understood what was going on at that point in time. The problem is we don't always understand that because we're missing some stuff. For example, uh, for years, these, the same Bible study theologians, teachers, and so forth said that Pilate didn't exist Pontius Pilate did not bloomin' exist. Because, why? Because we didn't find anything on him. And then all of a sudden, a dedicatory stone was found in Caesarea Maritima, I believe. It was Caesarea Maritima, where it was a Colosseum where Pontius Pilatus dedicates this Colosseum to Tiberius Caesar. All right. 
the complication I have with some, not all, some liberal thought processes is that they assume it's wrong first. Instead of, okay, now, I'll be honest. Uh, possibly we're talking about a matter of faith, all right? Because I'm someone who says, I had a personal experience with God. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? That's crazy talk. Would it God come down in like bodily form or something? Or, you know, or were you hearing voices? Do you need some medication? You know, this kind of thing. And here's, and here's the thing. No. <laughs> the experience was very real. At least to me, yeah. But here's the thing. It didn't turn my blooming brain off. In fact, I would venture to say that a relationship with a living God turns your brain on. Because you can see, if you have a, a, a relationship with a living God, something no one else can on the other end of that stick. Anyway, back to the story. The situation is, it seems like any time you have a situation where you assume it's wrong first, that tends to be a problem. Because then all you have to do is find out other reasons it's wrong. Well, okay, there's not any archaeology that says this, blah, 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 so it must be wrong. Well, no. What that means is you haven't found any archaeology that substantiates it. But that doesn't mean tomorrow it won't happen. And here's the kicker. When that happens, most of those people just, like, blow it off. You know, oh, well, okay, well, okay, so we were wrong on that point. Okay, let's go to the next point. And that's just irritating. All right? And it's also academically disingenuous. Because, look, maybe you don't want to say it's right first. All right, but at least you can say I don't know. But most people have these opinions, and and they'll and they'll side with the fact that no, this is screwed up. That's a problem I have with higher criticism. But uh, and now getting back to the topic, liberal versus conservative, um, a. A liberal person will gravitate, not always, but gravitate to the Bible's wrong. The Bible's wrong. If it doesn't substantiate, if we don't have archaeology, if we don't have Polaroids, then, then forget it. If it's not on videotape, uh, forget it. It's wrong. Now, on the conservative side, to be honest, they always say, well, it's always right. The biblical record is always right. And in their situation, I want to side with them, except there's some hyper-fundamentalist conservatives that basically uh, want to tell you what version to look at. All right? And they're wanting to hand-pick all the stuff you look at. Well, no, wait a minute. 
Hold on. <laughs> there is a thing called discernment that the Holy Spirit's supposed to help us with, right? Discernment means you're looking at all the info. And then God is helping you work through that. Now, understandably, you need to know what context is. You need to know what context is. But the thing is, is you need to look at you need to be able to look at the information. Alright. But be careful, okay, when you're listening to people. Some of these professors that are that that teach certain classes are very fair have a ton of academic credentials now in it's interesting a phd and i've heard this is kind of a joke so so to speak the phd stands for piled high and deep and usually that means poo but uh i got respect for these for academics, because uh, they wrote a 500-page you know document. Some of these people, uh, 500 pages of research in jazz and a lot of a lot of original. So 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 don't discount it. But but you do have to have discernment because some people have some really good information and they got some really screwy stuff too. And you're going to have to say, okay, well, let me set the screwy jazz aside and look at this other stuff. That's called discernment. Um, yeah, you've heard that even a broken clock, you know, it used to be when they had the analog clocks that went around, you know, they had the hands on them. They said a broken clock can be right two times a day. <laughs> and of course, you know, so strive for that middle ground if you can. Because if you go too far to the right, basically, you forget, you, you, you don't care anymore about people. As long as they do what you say, and then you get dog dogmatic about something that may not be something that should be dogmatic. There are things you need to be dogmatic about, but I'm just saying, everything, no. But on the other hand, on the other side, uh, you know, if you go far to the left, and in that situation, everyone wants a pass. Oh, no, everybody's going to have that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> that's definitely not what the Bible says. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody's going to have it. Don't worry about it. Everybody gets a pass. Whoa. Well, that's not the God of Israel. That's not what I'm reading. At least not in the New Testament. And the Old Testament sounded pretty uh, definitive as well. Right? So, that being the case... When you hear liberal versus conservative, you just understand that it's not bad to be more to be very concerned about people. It's not bad to be very concerned about rules, but you can't lose the middle ground in that the rules are put there by God to help people. There's where the middle ground is. So. With that in mind, I want to encourage you to always keep on studying, right? Keep on keeping on.
thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your